Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dear Future Hubby podcast. I am your host, Cherise Cerise, and I am going to read a poem from my book of poetry entitled A Strong-Willed Mind, Healing Scars Over Time Through My Poetry. Today's poem is entitled Actions. So here we go. If your proof is in your actions, then it's quite obvious to see that you aren't thinking of me and I'm not one of your priorities. Why do I put up with your mess? Am I missing something? You don't deserve another chance. You've got me feeling empty. You've been ignoring my calls, my text messages, and my voicemails too. You won't hold a decent conversation and you keep wanting me to forgive you. Man, I really hate this life. I can't even remember what I first saw in you. So why am I lying to myself? There is no us and your actions prove it. So my actions will be to simply walk away. Please just lose my number. So I hope that y'all have had the most amazing evening, morning, afternoon, whenever it is that you hear this episode. And I just wanted to talk about the fruit that we bear. So I do not plan on being before you long. However, I have a tendency to do this, not just in the Bible or with the Bible, but apparently I also do this with my book of poetry. So dependent upon what I open the book up to, that's the poem out of the two, because normally there's a poem on one page and a poem on another that I will read. So the one that popped up today was entitled Actions. So I just decided, which I think is really a bit coincidental because I literally just did a TikTok based off of you knowing by the fruit that they bear. And then I opened up the page of my poetry book minutes later and my eyes land on the poem entitled Actions. So I don't think that that is by any happenstance. I think that the reality of it is, is that maybe this is something I need to talk about. So let's do that. So for those of you that don't know, I am the content creator and the host as well as the actual creator <laughs> of this here podcast entitled The Dear Future Hubby Podcast. I am a two-time brain sur- surgery survivor. I currently have a tumor in my brain. I am a published author of two known books. One is entitled A Strong-Willed Mind, Healing Scars Over Time Through My Poetry, and the other is called Perfect Illusions of Love, a novel written by yours truly, Teresa Reese. That's T-E-R-E-S-A-R-E-E-S-E. And I jumped, or some may say stepped out on faith, and created this podcast after diligently seeking the face of God and hearing him say the words, you have ran out of excuses. So here on this podcast, I believe in being raw, also known as real and wise. So 
I try my best to stay completely transparent with my audience. I talk about true life issues. I talk about my past experiences. I share a lot of information transparently. And so today what I wanted to talk about is that you'll know by the fruit that people bear. Um, so sometimes, and it, at this point, I don't believe that it matters what age you are, because whether you're a teenager, whether you're a young adult, whether you are a senior citizen, um, whether you are middle aged, we all go through situations. <clears throat> Let me rephrase that. Most of us go through situations that leave us asking the question, is this individual for me or is this in individual against me? What life has taught me is that we know by the fruit that people bear. So sometimes whenever the conversation that we're having with people sounds as if they are for us, they may appear to be one of our greatest cheerleaders, but their actions show that they are either judging us or they are jealous of us or they are insecure when it comes to us or they feel indifferent when it comes to us. They may even be competing with us and we're unaware. Whatever the circumstance is, you will know by the fruit that they bear. And even in the conversation, if the conversation shifts once you're no longer in their presence and then all of a sudden you begin to recognize like people are coming up to you and they're telling you, girl, I heard about X, Y, and Z or girl, I heard about this. Or, and you're like, but I didn't divulge that information to you. Okay, let me look up divulge. So that way, for those of you who may not know the definition of divulge, I'm going to share it with you. And so you spell that D like David, I like ink, V like Victor, U like umbrella, L like Larry, G like Guy, and E like Eddie. So the definition of divulge, according to the Oxford Languages Dictionary, is to make known, whether it be private or sensitive information. And that's about it. So as far as a synonym, it says some common sorry, synonyms of divulge are betray, disclose, reveal, and tell. While all these words mean, quote unquote, to make known what has been or should be concealed, divulge implies a disclosure involving some impropriety or breach of confidence. And that definition is found in the merriamwebster.com on the merriamwebster.com um, site. So when you think about someone divulging the information, so let's say you shared an incident or a few incidents in confidence or, you know, in confidentiality, I'm saying it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so you were, you were literally telling them I'm confiding in you and let me just hold on. Let me break that down. What confide is confide is C like cat. O like Oscar N like Nancy F like Frank. I like ink D like David E like Eddie. And it means tell someone about a secret or private matter while trusting them not to repeat it to others or trust someone enough 
to tell them of a secret or private matter or entrust something to someone for safekeeping. So you go through this process. Let's see if there's um, what the synonyms for um, confide is. Some of them reveal, divulge. We just covered that leak, betray. So you speak to this individual or a couple of individuals or even a few individuals and you share information with them in confidence that they will not divulge what you're sharing with anyone, whether they be in your presence or whether they not be in your presence. And lo and behold, time goes on. Maybe they've been trying their best to keep it a quote unquote secret. And then they can't contain themselves anymore. So you look up and you're just like, how did X, Y, and Z know about my business? And you know that you were not the person that divulged that information to X, Y, and Z. So you're just like, I told you in confidence that you would not go and run and tell that. But all of a sudden, my business and everybody else knows it. Like, what is that about? That is their fruit bearing witness to you that they were never trustworthy. And a lot of times what we end up doing, we end up feeling victimized as we should, but we start to ask the question, how was I deceived? Let's look up what it means to be deceived. Okay, so deceive. D like David, E like Eddie, C like Cat, E like Eddie, I like Ink, V like Victor, E like Eddie. Deceive, to deceive is, it's of a person to call someone to believe something that is not true. Typically in order to gain some personal advantage of a thing, it could be give a mistaken impression. Fail to admit to oneself that something is true. So, the individual may have caused you to believe that they were trustworthy. Um, the synonym for deceive, some of them are defraud, cheat, trick, hoax, swindle, take in, fool, F-O-O-L. Okay, so that individual may have you believing that they are truly trustworthy only for you to discover that that's the furthest thing from the truth. And you somehow fell for that. And as a result, folks that you never wanted to know your business now know your business. Trustworthy, able to be real. I mean, sorry, able to be relied on. Oh, Y'all need my glasses. I'm over here trying to. Anyway, that's, a, you know, I digress. <laughs> able to be relied on as honest or truthful. <laughs> Um, some synonyms are reliable, dependable, honest. So they lead you to believe that they are honest, that they are trustworthy, that you can rely on them, that your quote unquote secret is safe with them. And you deceive yourself in believing their lie. And next thing you know, they have literally found a creative way to talk about your business. And so 
when you discover that, you are literally seeing their fruit manifest. You are seeing that this really is who this individual is and you cannot trust them with your most personable information. Um, you can't trust them with your quote unquote secrets. You can't trust them. Um, and they proved that to you over time or they have proven that to you over time. So what do you do when you discover that the very person or persons that you have grown to trust, love, adore, cherish, all of that, that the way that you define for the lack of a better example, the friendship has been, it may have been solid on your part, but it wasn't solid on theirs. So you, in a lot of ways, I believe this is where the whole term frenemy comes from is when people have given you the impression that they were 110% and above for you, only for you to discover that they were really against you. And it may not have started off that way. You might have equally been on level a level playing field at one part of the relationship. But then maybe let's say, they started to witness you being elevated in a relationship or on your job or financially. And so they go from being on the same level as you to now feeling some type of way towards you because it appears that you are outshining them. Um, you are out, you're doing things maybe that they aspired or admired about you and or qualities that they wanted and, and they truly or goal, you're reaching goals that maybe they felt that they were more entitled to reaching those goals before you did. I'll never forget, I had a friend confess to me, this is years ago, years ago, years ago, years ago. We've, we've grown since then. But she confessed to me that there was a time that she literally asked God, I don't know who you're going to bless God to get a house first, but please let it be me. And I didn't even know that that individual was competing with me, had not a clue, <clears throat> excuse me, and would not have ever had a clue had she not confessed her prayer, her private prayer to me. And I was like, I'm not even in competition with you. I want the best for you. I will the best for you. My heart is toward you. It's not against you. But I found out that she was competing with me in terms of who would get a house first. I didn't even know that we were in a competition. I had not a clue. And so over a period of time, because there was still some, there was some, uh, for the lack of a better word, issues that she had to work out. Her perspective of who I was as a friend began to change. Let me define perspective for those of you who may not know. Um, now, a lot of times I get these definitions from the Oxford Languages Dictionary. So if I don't make that announcement, 
Um, it is safe to say that I am getting it from the Oxford Languages Dictionary. If it is a different platform or a different tool, I will make sure that I make that statement. But perspective, P like Paul, E like Eddie, R like Robert, S like Sam, P like Paul, E like Eddie, C like Cat, T like Tom, I like Ink, V like Victor, E like Eddie. And this is the definition. It says the art of drawing solid objects on a, oh, girl, that don't, that don't matter. Okay, next one. A particular attitude toward or a way of regarding something, a point of view. So. When you are having a perspective, I was looking for a synonym, something similar, an outlook, a view, a viewpoint, a position, a standpoint, a point of view. So the perspective that I had toward the friendship was literally one I, I'm a, for the sake of hopefully giving you a better understanding of my stance in that situation my perspective was a pure perspective my intentions were pure I did not know that she felt like she had to compete against me on any level because when I view the way that I view my friendships may be a bit naive but I don't go into friendships thinking that I got to outshine, outdo, outbe the individual, the other individual. That's not how I enter into a friendship. So I have learned over the years that just because I have that perspective of friendship does not mean that everybody has that same ex um, experience or has that same level of expectation only because maybe their dialogue with friendships have been tainted. Maybe their experiences with friendships have been tainted because at one point in my life, I literally was a person. So I started off where my views were pure. Then I ended up getting slighted, betrayed, all of that. And I went through another season of not trusting females at all. Because I literally found out the hard way that not everyone that grins in your face, smiles, is really not going to stab you in the back. So I found that out the hard way. So I went through a season of guarding my heart to the umpteenth degree. I did not want to get close to any female because I literally had bad experiences with females, relatives and friends alike. So it took me going through a whole lot of purging and a whole lot of therapy and a whole lot of counseling and just a whole lot of prayer and all of that mixed up for me to ask God for better experiences with females to where I could learn how to trust females again. My friendships got better, but I still saw some of the quote unquote cattiness. I still saw some of the competition, but now I wasn't blindsided. So whenever little underhanded comments would be made, I recognized those comments from my past experience. And I gave those people the grace to learn me and to learn that I am not your enemy. I am truly a friend. And so once they learned that about me, some of that stuff started falling by the wayside.
And then some of it, like I said, is based off of past experiences. Sometimes people will keep their guards up until they feel like they can absolutely, unequivocally, positively trust you with their their most intimate secrets, their most, you know, it, some, it, there's levels to this thing. So as I developed a greater understanding of myself and as I developed a greater understanding of other people, then I started to learn how to choose my friendships wisely. And I literally fail a whole bunch of times before I finally got it right. So now I understand the concept of when people say, um, well, there's two, there's a lot of things that people say. One of the things that they say is keep your friends close, but your enemies closer. I don't believe that. <laughs> I don't want my enemies closer to me than my friends. So yeah, that's not my belief system. Um, but the other thing that they say is that a friend sticks closer to you than a brother. I believe that. I believe that a true friend is going to stick closer to you. Sometimes your friend will feel more like your family than the people that share the same bloodline as you. I truly believe that a friend can stick closer to you than a brother. And for those of you that are like, I ain't never heard that before. Um, hold on. I'll tell you where I read that. And so that is actually found. And Proverbs, the Bible, Proverbs 1824, it says there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. I truly believe that. So by the grace of God, I have been graced with, and I could count it on one hand, the type of friendships where my friends stick closer to me than a brother. Where if they know that I'm in distress, if they know that I'm hurting, I know that they'll get a prayer through. Um, I know that they'll drop whatever they need in order to be there by my side. I have those friends. But I believe that it took me going through what I went through, which is one of the reasons why I'm being completely transparent, is to hopefully prevent some of y'all from having to go through the same mess that I went through. Pay attention to the fruit. Listen to the words that come out of people's mouths, whether they're in your presence or not. Now we have social media, y'all. So you don't always have to wait for somebody to run and tell that and come back to you. You can see if your business is being aired just by the material that some of the people are sharing on social media. You can see if they're using you and your experience as their way to be glorified or to become glorified. It's like, wait a minute, we had this conversation in private and now you're using this scenario in public. You're able to see by the fruit that they bear. And so you don't always have to wait for somebody to come and tell girl, I heard. No, pay attention, pay attention to the conversations, whether they're in your presence or they're not, because people will show you who they are. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you now, it is not always pretty. It don't matter how pretty the package may be, how handsome the package may be. People will show you who they are. I've had some of the most gorgeous women whose path I've ever crossed. Find out later, years later, they were jealous of me. For what? And I remember, and so I, I have, I have what I call like a confidant. So I talk to my aunt a lot. And one of the things that she revealed to me 
was that oh, through our conversation, I'm going to have her on this on one of these episodes in the very near future. I'm decreeing that now. <laughs> I'm going to have my aunt Tina on here. But one of the things that she told me was that you didn't even know the power that you packed. So a lot of people were calling you conceited, calling you all types of things, but they were grinning in your face. So she's like, you had frenemies before that was ever a word. You had people that literally saw your potential. You hadn't even tapped into your potential yet. And they were already jealous of what you could become. Not even what you had become as of yet. And she helped me to understand that it's like based off of people, if they're insecure, based off of whatever they got going on, there are people that literally may not like you just because of who they think you think you are. <laughs> you ain't never said it. You don't even believe it. But because they get a glimpse of your potential, they get a glimpse of your shine. They get a glimpse of your goals. They get a glimpse of your achievements. Just because they see who you could become, they can become jealous of you. You haven't said anything. You haven't pumped yourself up. You are literally living your best truth. You are literally being the authentic you. You are doing that. But to someone else who has not taken the time out to do the work, maybe it, it, it might even see that's the thing, because it's not always about appearances. Sometimes it could be as simple as you going through a trial or you going through a tribulation and you still having joy on the inside while you're going through that tribulation. Do you know that people can be jealous of that? Why is she always happy? Why she, I know she going through hell right now. Did she just say she, she just got evicted? Didn't she just say she just lost her job? Didn't she just say they took her kids away from her? Now that happened to me in real life. Yes, I lost custody of my three oldest children. That happened to me in real life. And that was supposed to destroy me. Let the record show. That right there was supposed to kill me. So to see me years later, having the type of unspeakable bond that I have with the very children that were ripped from my bosom. Somebody has something to say about that. Why is she always smiling? She act like she raised them. <laughs> People don't know how you pray in your closet. They don't know the conversations that you're having when you're by yourself and it's just you and God. If you're a believer, people don't know what it is that you're going through and how it is that you are able to overcome because they're not going through what you're going through. But what they'll do is put their conscience on you. If it were me. I wouldn't be out here smiling ear to ear like ain't nothing going on behind closed doors. We know her stuff. Okay. God knows my stuff too. And he said 
greater is he that is in me than he that is in this world. He also said, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue that rises up against you in condemnation shall be condemned. So why should I be walking around with my head held low? Don't get me wrong. It broke my heart. But how long am I going to stay in that hurt? How long is your night? Weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. If that is what is in the word of God, then why would I just continue to have such a dark night and not be in expectation, great expectation of my joy coming in the morning? M-O-R-N-I-N-G or M-O-R-N-I-N-G. M-O-R-U, I'm sorry, N M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G. Y'all, I'm going to get it right. Morning, M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G or M-O-R-N-I-N-G. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. Even though I know it says M-O-R-N-I-N-G, what I learned going through that process is joy can still come in your morning. When you're grieving over your losses, when you're grieving over the fact that you that you literally were blindsided where someone pretended to be for you and then you found out that they were so far against you that you didn't see it coming. But when you find that joy in the midst of the storm, even that is good fruit you will know by the fruit they bear. Do they really believe that God is going to deliver them? Do they really believe that he's going to pull them through? You will know by the fruit that they bear. The fruit could be good, bad, ugly, or indifferent. Can you really trust? Can I really trust you with my truth? You will know by the fruit that they bear. If the minute that you turn your back, they are telling every I don't want to say that because people take it wrong, but I'm, you know what? I am going to say it. The minute you turn your back and they're telling every Tom, Dick and Harry, every Sue, Sally and May, what it is that you just told them and reframing it in such a way that it's like, girl, I thought I had it bad until. And next thing you know, people that you ain't talked to in years coming back and delivering the message. Now, I don't know if y'all have ever done this exercise, but Whenever you do this particular exercise, and I've, I've done it in certain events or whatever, where you start off and let's say you say a sentence and you're like, the cat ran home at night. And by the time it, you do it in a circle, by the time it gets back to you, it's like Peter ate the pan tonight. And you're like, what? That's not what the sentence was. That's what gossip looks like. By the time it circles around to you, it is no longer a truth at all. People have added and subtracted from what was initially said. So by the time it gets to you, it's there. Where's the facts? There are no facts. It's just opinion based on opinion on opinion. People are inject interjecting and retracting whatever it is that they want it to sound like because this sound more juicy than that. By the time it gets back to you, you're like, what? Huh? Child, let me let me let you hear it from the horse's mouth. Because what you were told. That ain't even what that is. But thank you for sharing because now I know who I can't trust. 
you will know by the fruit that they bear. I don't know who this is for. Like I said, sometimes I just, I just feel like things are not um, necessarily coincidental. Sometimes I feel like things are just by divine design. Um, it's been a minute since I've done an episode. We are winding down toward the end of the year. Now, my episodes may be once a week only because I want to spend time with my friends and my family um, over the course of these next couple of months. We are about to enter into 2023. Life as we know it will change for a lot of people. The fruit that they bear is something that you need to be paying very close attention to because it may require that you make your circles of friends, family, whomever, co-workers, associates, smaller. You will know by the fruit that they bear. Pay attention when you hear certain people and then learn how to hold people accountable for their words. I'll never forget it. I will never forget it. Had a conversation with my son one day and I was just trying to what I, you know, I'm a mama. So I was trying to help. I thought I was helping him. And I was trying to get the family together to be a moral support to him. And the minute I told him who I told about a situation, he said, mom, why are you telling my business? It ain't funny, but it was funny to me because I got called out on the carpet. Okay, he called me to the carpet. Mama, why are you telling my business? He didn't blink. He didn't. Mama, why are you telling my business? And all I, you know, I'm getting stumbled on my work because I'm being held accountable. I can't do nothing but apologize, repent, turn away from. That's what repentance means. And confess that I was wrong. I'm sorry, son. You're right. It's your business. It's not for me to tell it. And sometimes we're surrounded by people who are considered busy bodies. Hold on. Let me tell you what that is. Just in case you don't know. It's okay. It's a lot of stuff that I didn't know. And over time I have learned. So what is a busy body? Let's just look that up real quick. What is a busy body? A busybody is a meddling or prying person. Some other words, some synonyms for this. And busy is B-U-S-Y-B-O-D-Y. So, meddler, interferer, gossiper, troublemaker, snooper, prior, P-R-Y-E-R, um, mischief maker, M I S C H I E like Eddie F like Frank maker, M A K E R. So let's look at what mischief is. So if this hurts, just say, ouch. If you've been a person who has been a busybody, if you've been a person operating in mischievousness, cause I know I have, like I said, my son said, mom, why are you telling people my business? That let me know. I was gossiping about my son. I had to repent, had to turn away from, and I had to make it right. Period and point blank. So mischief, M-I-S-C-H-I-E-F. So 
playful misbehavior or troublemaking, especially in children, harm or trouble caused by someone or something found in the Oxford Languages Dictionary. Some of the synonyms for mischief are, and this is actually um, found, it says dictionary.com or thesaurus.com. But some of, now, ooh, get this, get this. When you are a mischief-making person, it is pretty much saying that you are, you got the devil in you. It says devilment. Hmm. Naughtiness. Well, now we know. So, if mischief is something that you've been guilty of, repent means to turn away from that means don't be found guilty of doing the very thing that whether it's intentional or unintentional could hurt someone's feelings could cause that person to stumble could cause that person not to trust you ever again with no information no matter how big or small because the information that they already shared you ran and told that so now they don't trust you they won't confide in you. Then you're left to lean on your own understanding. And then you start filling in the blanks because you missed the conversation. But if the reason why you were having those conversations was just to gather information to gossip about them, you're wrong. Period and point blank. Repent, turn away from, do better. When we know better, we do better. At least I try to. So... This is going to conclude my episode on today. I hope that y'all have had the most amazing evening, morning, afternoon, whenever it is that you hear this episode. But please, please, please do me a huge favor and take care of yourself because there is only one you. Signing out, your girl, Teresa. Y'all have a blessed one. Bye. And thank you so much for listening to the Dear Future Hubby podcast.